This is the Open Forum Podcast. Welcome to episode 28 of the Open Forum Podcast. My name is Mike Miller, joined by my co-host, Mike Martinez, to bring you the news, helpful insight, and more from the world of physical education. Mike and I are coming to you recorded live on a Zoom call. Um, the quality is not going to be as good as it usually is. I am unfortunately still out of internet service uh, from Hurricane Isais. Uh, so we are doing this remotely remote, but I, I think it's going to be okay. Mike, how you doing, bud? Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. This is, this is a little weird for both of us, I feel like. We're, we're both on location, uh, which, is a little, <laughs> which is a little different. Um, and I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not alone here. I've been trying to stay off of computers and Zoom and technology as much as I can over the summer in preparation of whatever is coming our way yes. in a few weeks. So it, it, it's good to be back here with you, but yeah, definitely a, a little bit of, a, of an adjustment period here for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a little wacky. Summer, summer camp's been going well, um, but, you know, health screenings and doctor's notes and temperature logs and Board of Health inspections. It's, it's, been, it's been an eventful summer. And just in case all that wasn't, in case that wasn't enough for you, let's just sprinkle in a hurricane slash tropical storm. Oh, yeah. In there as well, right? Yeah. My, I mean, my street didn't flood last night, which is completely unexpected, but very appreciative that the water was not in the street last night. But there is a pole down on the corner down the block from my house that nobody seems concerned about. So, so you've got that going for you. Yeah. I have, I have heard from, uh, you know, I have, I have family in Florida, friends all up and down the East Coast in the Carolinas and places like that that were, that were hit a little bit harder. So yeah. definitely sending some thoughts down that way, hoping that those folks get, you know, their power back soon as well. And yeah. hopefully not too much damage. But just one more thing to, you know, one more feather for 2020's cap here, I guess, right? Yeah, hurricane season starting a month early. Yeah, really. Hooray, climate change. And speaking of seasons... We are just about, we're starting the, the back to school season for some of our friends in the, the South, the Midwest. I thought you were going to say wedding season. No, I, I, I no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone I know who's getting married has, has been postponed or. Yeah. My sister-in-law got married. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, a small little backyard ceremony. It was nice. V via Zoom? Uh, no, in person, <laughs> just socially distant. Excellent, excellent. Very strange, but, you know, nice. I think like the last time we spoke, we, we were talking uh, with Artie Kamiya about yeah. the, the potential for the fall and, and the, the most likely outcomes mm -hmm. for people who were going back to school, whether that was going to be, you know, we, we felt like everyone was going to fall into one of three banks. Either you were going to be 100% remote, you were going to be 100% in person, or the most likely scenario, I think, is, is a blended version of those two where you spend some time in school, some time at home. And it yeah. seems like that's kind of coming to fruition from what I've been seeing and reading and hearing that everyone's in one of those banks so far. Not so much the 100% in person, but either a blended or 100% virtual. Yeah, I would say probably, from what I've read, probably 80 to 90% of schools where states nationwide um, are kind of falling into one of those, those two buckets. Not a lot of people I've heard are going back full-time and those that have already 
kind of tried that um, are not having such great results. So, right, and people are still being teachers are I guess teachers, parents, and students are still being encouraged to flex those flexibility muscles, right? Yeah. And be prepared for plans A, B, C, and D just in case. And I feel like while the first three, three to four months of this pandemic put a strain on teachers, I feel like it's kind of coming all up, like, you know, those, those yeah. feelings are coming all up again in, for me personally, in terms of like, what am I preparing for? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've been trying to block work and, and technology away from my brain as much as possible in July. But now that we're kind of getting back into the swing of things, starting to get work emails again, yeah, it, it's, it's creating that, that frustration or that, that anxiety of, I don't even know what I'm planning for. Well, that's the thing, you know, us as teachers, we're inherent planners, right? We spend most of our time planning. And when the whole pandemic hit and it, we were just like, thrown into this distance model it was like okay let's build a plane as we fly it let's keep it moving and let's do the best we can and now it's okay we've had some time to kind of decompress things are starting to slow down as far as uh covid is let's really start planning for all of these things and now that we have lots of time to think about you know scenarios and this and that it's it's getting to be, I, in my opinion, a little bit overwhelming in that there are, and, and we were just talking about before, all these scenarios that we're planning for, all these scenarios that we're trying to plan for, and then there's a whole bunch of things that you really can't plan for, right? which makes it even that much more difficult. And also the, the, the elephant in the room, I guess, being if we do plan for this and then something goes wrong yeah now we have to go back to a scenario that we weren't planning for uh which i feel like is the the bugaboo with with, you know with with what happened with virtual learning last time was that we weren't really planned for it we had to kind of build the plan as we were flying it and i feel like that's a, a pretty realistic situation that we're looking at is that like i know my school in particular some of my friends out west have mentioned something similar you know reduced class sizes um, either indoors or outdoors, but having PE with social distancing. So you're thinking of all different types of activities and things you can do where you can still keep the education in yeah. physical education and not just have kids doing, doing fitness routines whenever they come see you. But then what happens two weeks, two months in, if you're shut down and back to virtual again, where you haven't planned for that. So do you just recycle what you did the last three months of the school right. year? Or could you have been putting some actual planning time to make your education as substantial as possible. I appreciate your use of the word bugaboo, by the way. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> it's a favorite of mine. <laughs> and I think some of the good news, at least to, to ease my mind and those who might be thinking like me, is that there are some folks who have not been hanging out by the lake and golfing and staying off technology, but who have kind of devoted their whole entire summer to making sure teachers are in the best position possible yes. as they come back in the spring. And those are the fine folks at openphysed.com. Or yes, .org, I'm sir. sorry. .org, what are you doing? Openphysed.org. It's been a while. I've been off the computer for a while. So what happens when you go off the grid. Seriously, so openphysed.org has been working probably harder than ever before in the last few years 
to get teachers, regardless of their return status, whether it's in person with social distancing, at home, blended, hybrid, whatever you want to call it, and come up with materials that are going to set you up for success, set your kids up for success, and kind of ease your mind as, as we start planning this, this back to school process. And there's so much to dive into. Mike, where do we start? Well, the newest addition, I would say, is the PE Now page, right? So um, the thing with PE Now is that all of these new modules and all these materials are coming, they, they all go through a vetting process to make sure everything is you know, game ready before it gets posted. So just like the summer resources, the, the open summer camp, it's going to be released in stages. So um, weeks one through three is actually starting this week. Um, and there are some different links we're gonna go over in detail. And then weeks four through seven, and then weeks eight through 10. So, you know, going through the next 10 weeks leading up to the school year or the start of the school year for some of us, there are resources coming out kind of in each stage uh, for that. Are we ready before to we even dive into the yeah, resources, yeah. one thing that I think is I, impressive might not be a strong enough word. I feel like this PE Now landing page is almost like a separate website, uh, like a separate open altogether. So yeah. if, if we can just temporarily forget about the dozens and dozens of modules that Open already has out there, this is almost as as uh, as as large as 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 all encompassing size wise, but with a totally different lens and purpose to fit the specific needs of teachers right now, which is incredibly, incredibly impressive. Yeah, I would say between the PE Now page and the uh, fall planning page, it's, it's like a whole nother bucket of, of info. Right, so depending on where you are in your returning to school game, if, if, you're, if you're in the same boat <laughs> as us in the Northeast, if you're, if you're not starting for another month or so, I think some great places to start are the, the block plans, the curriculum maps, the outcomes maps. Um, I think there's so much to cover in such a short period of time. Uh, a real, real brief blurb on the outcomes. So all the material, as always, that you, that you see on open is kind of derived from the Shape America grade level outcomes and then kind of pared down from there to get you where you need to be. But um, I believe it was Aaron Hart and Jim DeLine did a great professional development, which is available for free on open, um, about how daunting of a task it is to tackle those outcomes given our new, our new norm. And we'll put a link to that in the, in the episode description. If you go to openphyzed.org and under professional development, you'll see a link for online professional learning. And there are a bunch of, of these mini courses uh, one of them being teaching to the the new outcomes. Right, because I mean, if you're undoubtedly, no matter what you're going back to, your your schedule has probably changed. Yeah. Um, I know and we're many, still attempting to do the same things, right? We're still attempting to teach to outcomes and enable our kids to do things they haven't done before. Correct, and I mean, I've spoken to teachers, pre-service teachers who who you know we've we've spent you, you spend years devoting your craft to like, how do I hit all these outcomes 
in a year, if I see my kids five days a week, three days a week, two days a week, once a week. Um, and now people's schedules are undoubtedly going to be changed. And what was already a pretty daunting task might feel almost impossible. Yeah. So what Open has done is taken those grade level outcomes and kind of narrowed the focus a little bit to what they're calling priority outcomes. So, I mean, it is exactly what it sounds like, taking those outcomes and which ones are kind of deemed to be the most important out of, out of them all. And the process in which the outcomes were chosen as priority outcomes are all outlined in that, in that online course. So if, if you've never met Aaron or Jim in person um, and have as much exposure to them as we do, um, to kind of see how their brains work and how this kind of all happens behind the scenes, definitely suggest you you uh, seek that out because it's 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 awesome. And I think the easiest way to explain it or to to, to tease it before you actually watch the the PD course is that concept that they use of the bullseye. Yeah. Right. If you're aiming for this bull, you know, if you're aiming for the target for the the center of the bullseye, and you miss, you know, what is the residual effect? Yeah. that you're still going to get, you know, instead it, of it, using it, an arrow, you're using a water balloon, the water balloon, right? So if you hit the center, that's awesome. The center's going to get soaked, but also the first two rings are going to get wet as well. So using that concept, if I'm aiming for this particular outcome, what are some of those ancillary or secondary focuses that might not get the time and attention they deserve, but will still get addressed throughout the course of the year? Yeah. So the priority outcomes are, are absolutely brilliant in terms of making sure the largest needs, I guess you could say, are met, but that also we're not forgetting about those, those secondary or quote unquote, not as important focus, but, but, but are still being addressed over the course of the year. So I, I think jumping into the, the curriculum maps and the, the 10 week block plans, if you're, again, if you're not already back to school, is a great place to start because it gives you time to put your planning cap on and, and, and kind of give your, give your, your planning a really great focus as, cause again, no one knows what we're getting ourselves into. Uh, whatever you're doing now in August and September, you might be doing till January or could change in two weeks. Um, but at least with having these, this, this, this long-term vision, it gives you an idea. If I need to pivot, I can do that and still make sure that my priorities are, are being addressed. And again, we'll definitely throw links to that yeah, in the yeah. show notes. So, because uh, I mean, I feel like Open has a ton of information on it already, and now it's, it's seemingly you know doubling or tripling <laughs> almost overnight. So we'll make it much easier for you to get to in one click and get moving from there. In addition to the block plans, uh, for those of you who have been who had been using some Open resources back in the spring when this pandemic first kind of put a stranglehold on education as we know it. The curriculum maps that were available are still there and they still have the same format with the academic language focus, your warm-up, your your activities. There's a, the drop everything and move calendars which are still available to you and, and so much more. So if, if you like that format before, those things are still available to you. The active home section of Open is still there for you and has even newer um, activities and resources that have been added to that. So please don't don't ignore that when doing your planning as well. Again, just so much to, to comb through and to, 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 to dig into. And as always, the, 
thing that I like the most about open is that you can take the parts that you like and leave the parts that you don't, but also you can modify things if they don't quite work for your, your setup, or if you like the academic language piece, but want to throw a different word in there, those are all downloadable as a Microsoft Word document, and you can go ahead and, and make those work for you as well. And I know before we, before we hopped on, Mike and I were just kind of pinballing some of the, the resources that, we, that we've noticed that we've liked the most. And there's one in particular that Mr. Miller has been pretty fond of, which is the, the, the Go Be Great feature. So Mike, you wanna to talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, so this is actually something I'm super interested in because um, through, my, through my turbulence in my position uh, at school, because the budgets are constantly changing. I, the good news is I'm back in my school. And the better news is, is that I get to be the social emotional learning slash creative movement teacher. So instead of teaching that traditional PE, um, I get to kind of have like a different lens on it. And the best part about that is that there are a mountain of new social emotional learning resources uh, as part of open through varsity brands. So if you go on the PE now page on openphyzed.org, the first thing you're going to see is a link to uh, Go Be Great. So Go Be Great is part of the new social emotional empowerment program that's being, up, but being put out by Varsity Brands. And it is a journal. There is a small charge uh, for the journal just for like printing fees and things like that. But uh, they have student empowerment journals. And then on top of that, there is pretty much a whole module worth of discussion questions and activities that are part of the Go Be Great module. So all those are totally free, just like the module resources are usually through open. But then there is also another paper journal that can be purchased from Varsity Brands. And I, I love that you, that you led with the, the SEL focus, the social emotional learning focus. I don't think there's a person, teacher or otherwise in the world who would not immediately say that social emotional learning is something that needs to be at the forefront of everyone's return plan, right? Uh, not even just for students, but for teachers, for staff, yeah. for families as well. Um, let's, I mean, let's face it. We, we've, <laughs> we've been through some stuff <laughs> yeah. over the last couple of months here. You know, it's something that no one was prepared for. No one has experienced before and everyone has experienced to differing degrees, right? On, uh, for the, 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 the brighter side of the equation, some of us have just been inconvenienced with having to stay home and not being able to be social and see friends and go do things. But on the other side of the spectrum, I mean, there are people who have, who have lost their lives and that, that, that can't be understated or ignored. And just the, this idea that everyone can just kind of go back to school as quote unquote normal yeah. is, 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 is folly. Like we, we have to kind of address where everyone is at and make sure that whatever you're bringing back to school with you, that you ha have time to be properly heard, acknowledged, appreciated, and educated as well. So I, I, again, I, I tip my invisible hat to open to US Games, BSN Sports, Varsity Brands, 
for cranking out this critically important information to make sure, I mean, I think SEL is something that we talk about a lot, but not everyone maybe feels comfortable delivering that information. How do I weave it into my pre-existing curriculum? And going back to our conversation with Artie last week, I think a big, a big part of us going back to school, and that's anybody, PE, health, classroom teachers, whoever, is being a listener. Right. You know, we're, we're used to talking and delivering instruction, but I think a big focus for us as teachers and for our students amongst each other is going to really, really learn how to listen and digest what other people are saying, you know, because feelings are feelings and, you know, I can't tell you how you should feel. I can only try to teach you how to deal with the feelings that you have and that's going to be, it's going to be huge, you know, especially in a population like, like my school, we were hit very hard. Mm -hmm. um, and we have students that have lost aunts and uncles and parents and grandparents and, you know, our teacher families that have been impacted and everyone's been impacted in a different way, like you said, but, you know, dealing with feelings is, is the same across the board. So you know, being able to not only say, hey, we're doing social emotional learning, but actually doing social emotional learning in, you know, at a high level. And to your point about, you know, how some communities have been hit harder than others, um, in another one of those free professional development opportunities that are available on Open Now, I believe it was Aaron Hart and Nicole Wilder from Florida gave some tips and tricks and ideas of not only how to bring this up into your school community? Because again, it's something, it, it's, I don't want to say it's a buzzword, but it's something that, that you hear and everyone's like, yeah, it's important, but how do we do it? Right. Um, so uh, again, that's another free resource there to listen to. It's about probably about an hour long, maybe 45 minutes to give you some ideas on how to jumpstart this within your own school. But most importantly, to, to your point again, is not only how do we do this in our classrooms, our fields, or you know, wherever we're going to be teaching, but how do we then make that connection to our school community? Yeah. Because if your student's dealing with it, that means their family's dealing with it. And I think some of the resources, I'm, I'm looking right now at some of the, the walk the talk yeah. SEL resources that, that, are on, that are on open. And it's, again, whether you're 100% virtual, you're in person, these are easy, easy, easy ways to try to bring the joy back into health and wellness and movement. And probably most importantly, tie that into family. Um, it's a lot of simple activities that you can create. Uh, the one I'm looking at right now is creating a walking trail or track. And there's guided talk topics to put you know, along your way. So you could easily go on a 15, 20 minute walk with mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever's at home with you. And at each corner of your walking trail, which could be around your apartment or around your house, uh, there's a new topic to get you to talk about. So now you're walking, you're talking, you're exploring thoughts, feelings, emotions. And you'd be surprised of, you know, with a child of, of any age, when given them a simple question like, what does the word trust mean to you? To see where that, where that question takes them. It could be something as simple as, I trust you as my, as, as my mom, or... I trust that the people in this world are doing the right thing to get us back to school on time. It, 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 yeah. it can go anywhere, really. 
So I really think there's some great resources here that are going to be able to focus on bringing back joy into the yeah. lives of our, of, of our students, our teachers, our families. I think I think we we all need it. Rebounding from this. We all need it at this point, I think. Oh yeah. You know, just, just from seeing how, how, my, how my campers are responding just by being around people and having fun and interacting with each other, it's kind of driving me, and, and we talked about this earlier, driving me to really do my best when I have my kids back in front of me. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, being responsible in that we can then keep doing it. And we're not kind of thrown back into the scenario that we were in. Right. Plans have to be comprehensive and who knows where it's going to go once we start. So having a good foundation, a good plan and solid resources is going to enable everyone to kind of start off on the right foot in person. So that way, if you have to change your plan and go, you know, totally remote or things like that, at least there's a solid foundation for you to, for you to build quality instruction on, as opposed to getting thrown into distance and kind of building the plan as you fly it, like we did in the spring. For sure. And I think when, when thinking about, you know, both those scenarios, the one thing, and again, kudos to the folks at Open who are always kind of using research and, and data to, to inform their, yeah. their actions. I, I, think, I believe they surveyed hundreds, if not, if not thousands, of teachers on their experience in the past, things they want moving forward. And I think I fall in line with, with the, uh, the majority here in that it was difficult to get kids who were at home to be active because they weren't enjoying the things that they were doing. So now there's a lot more student choice uh, built into some of these open resources and uh, questionnaires, getting kids to think about what are some things that I like doing? What are some ways that I can modify that to do them at home? So it's not necessarily me, the teacher, telling you to do X, Y, and Z. It's you saying, I enjoy doing this. Maybe I can't go and play basketball at a playground, but I can roll a ball of socks and shoot them into this bin that I have here. So getting kids to come up with the activity that they enjoy on their own getting them to be thought partners in the modifications. And again, just making, I mean, even as adults, we, we, we don't do things voluntarily that we don't enjoy, right? right? It's the reason why people don't exercise as much as they, as, as they should. Some people don't like going for a run or for a walk or, you know, getting aching, aching muscles. But if you find something that you enjoy doing, you're willing to do it as often as you can because you actually enjoy it. So I think making the, the students thought partners in this is going to be a, a, a very, very beneficial way to, again, increase joy, increase activity, and make them feel like they're part of the, the learning process, which is kind of what, you know, what should be one of our goals overall anyway. Now, I'm, I'm a big proponent of working smarter, not harder, right? So sure. if those of us that have our kids in a blended way, we're going to have an in-school component. And then we're also going to have a distance component, right? So now it's two different things that you're planning for. If you now bring in your kids in the planning process for their at-home component, right? Because like you just said, they're more apt to do things that they're interested in and that they have a part in, right? Getting that buy-in. Why not carve out a little bit of your in-person time to have them help you plan what they're doing at home? For sure. 
right? I mean, it's always easier instead of saying we're going, we're going to do this because yeah. I said so versus we want to do this. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it definitely has a way to work smarter and not harder. Another thing that I think is pretty awesome is, so we, we mentioned curriculum maps, we mentioned block plans. In addition to curriculum maps, Open also has created these outcomes maps, which allow you to see big picture how you're tackling all of your priority outcomes for at least the first 10 weeks of school. Uh, right. Mike mentioned before that weeks one through three are currently on there for you. I believe the high school weeks one through three should be coming Already out today. Out. Actually. Uh, actually, yes, that drops today, August 5th. August 5th. And by Monday, the next three to four weeks, so I believe week, weeks one through seven will be available as of Monday, giving you some long-term planning. But for someone who might not have as much experience tying in SEL, I love how the outcomes maps have your outcomes listed by grade, but also have your SEL alignment focus tied in as well. So you can kind of start to see big picture how all these fit together over a 10 week period, uh, you know, three week period, whatever the case is that you're dealing with. Now, um, also on that page, there is a video from Aaron Hart and Brian DeVore kind of walking you through how to go about that for 10 weeks. So uh, definitely check that out when you go to the page. Depending on your level of comfort with Chief America grade level outcomes or priority outcomes, you know that for each grade, depending on what grade you're in, there could be as many as like 30 grade level outcomes for, for each grade. The priority outcomes, I believe, have been pared down to 16 out of, you know, out of those 30, 34, whatever it may be. And after the first 10-week period alone, so your first trimester, depending on how your school is broken up, 11 of those 16 will be addressed. Yes. So it, that gives me confidence as a teacher in knowing that not only am I delivering high-quality instruction, but I'm pacing myself at a way where it actually is attainable to get all 16 of my priorities covered over a 40-week year and be able to go back and maybe hit ones that didn't go as well the first time if almost two-thirds of or i used to be three-fourths right my math is a little weak <laughs> <laughs> if three-fourths of my outcomes are being hit in the first third of the school year or first quarter of the school year that i should be able to go in and reteach some of those but still get them all accomplished by the end of the school year and we know sometimes as teachers kind of time, time kind of gets away from you sometimes. So uh, you definitely have a margin to either reteach or, you know, get, get to all of them in time. And if I may, I, I would love to give one last pitch for, for some, from some high quality SEL yeah. resources here. Uh, you had mentioned the, the Believe in You series mm -hmm. that has been available on open uh, well since since last year. I believe they're in season two now. They are. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, the Believe in You series is a video series that is put out by Varsity Brands. It was created by a absolutely giant individual in more ways than one. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Kevin Atlas. Uh, we can tell you, we can talk more about him later. Oh, yeah. which by the way, congrats to Kevin Atlas. Him and his wife just welcomed yes. their first child into the world. So. Baby Atlas. Baby Atlas, who I believe is, a, is already six foot two, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, congrats to the Atlas family, though. Shout out to them. But the Believe in You series is a wonderful video series that comes along with journal prompts, 
uh, you know, writing ideas, group project ideas that really focus on building school community, building morale, building that that it factor, that that, that missing yeah. piece that school that, that every school wishes they had. I dove very deeply into season one at the end of last year as a way to kind of help kids talk about their feelings and, and, and dive into their feelings and have just kind of scratched the surface on season two. I already love what I see in season two in terms of its design. It seems to be a little bit more academic focus, which is in line with the open resources actually. Uh, focus on things like social emotional vocabulary and just a, a real easy linear way of watching the short 10 minute video and then addressing the, 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 the writing prompts. So you're getting kids thinking, feeling, writing. All the, all the videos are, are very entertaining. They, some of them focus quote unquote celebrities that kids would be familiar with, but always a great story that you can then tie into something going on in your school community or in the lives of your students. So if you have not checked out the Believe in You series, especially if you're gonna be spending some time virtually, I think it's a, 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 a no brainer in terms of a resource that you can use to get kids thinking about those, those types of, of, of learning opportunities. Totally. We'll put some direct links in the show notes to kind of help narrow your focus a little bit. I've probably said it a million times. One of the beauties of open is that you can take pretty much whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. And if it seems overwhelming or too daunting, you, you don't have to, you know, you, you can just stick your toe in, you know, you don't have to dive headfirst into it. But if you are pretty familiar with open, I would say spend some time, spend, spend a weekend digging through some of these new resources and figuring out which ones will work best for your teaching and learning environment, figure out which ones you can use as is, which ones you could use if you modified and which ones you just kind of want to leave where they are and hopefully help to make this, this new normal as, <laughs> as, as practical, as engaging and as educational as possible. Again, as mentioned, uh, Mike and I will, will throw some links in here to help hopefully steer your, your open navigation because there is a, a ton of, of, of useful information on there. I, I would say one of the first places maybe to start would be those professional development courses. Um, they're quick. They're, they're, they, they help to kind of guide this journey, I feel like. And in some cases can even be used as PD credits depending on, on, on your district and, and what your admin allows. I believe Aaron tackles that, that, that topic. Yeah. And all the, at the conclusion of all the courses, you can get a certificate to print out that has the timing on it. So. Absolutely. So from our area of, of, of the country, of the educational world to yours, we wish you the, the, the best of luck in getting your school year off the ground. I know this is going to be just as for, again, for lack of a better term, daunting for teachers as it is for students. But I, I at least personally rest easier knowing that Open is here for us and just continue to, to pump out high quality resources. Again, look, at, look to the, sh the show notes for some direct links to those, uh, to those materials. If you have any questions about them, which I'm guessing you might have based on the, the sheer breadth of, of, of what's available out there. Uh, you can always reach out to us at openforumpod at gmail.com. If you prefer more of a one-on-one -on -one kind of chat-like feature, Mike and I are always available on Twitter. I am on Twitter at PhysEdFreak. And I am at CoachMillerPE. So again, take a deep breath, relax. We're going to be okay. 
we'll it's get gonna to be good. There. It's all gravy. Hopefully these open resources are as beneficial to you and your learning environment as they are to the two of us, whether you're teaching at home, teaching at school with kids, without kids, some days with, some days without, we will get through this together. Please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to either of us or to the show. We do want to keep this show a truly open forum. Happy beginning of your school year, folks. Until next time, stay active, everyone. This podcast and all of the great services provided by Open are made possible through the support of U.S. Games and BSN Sports. Every time you purchase physical education and athletic equipment through U.S. Games and BSN Sports, you are supporting a network of teachers helping teachers. Open is a public service organization. Learn more at openphyzed.org.